everybody, and welcome into the college rugby wrap up. My name is Zach Landing. I'm joined today. We got a couple people in the house. Uh, Colby Marshall is here with me again, uh, as you were last week. Colby, how's it going? The vibes are immaculate, Zach Landing. I'm doing excellent. We got a very special, special man on with us today. Uh, yes, an old friend. I would say the vibes are immaculate because of this person's well. It's not Josh Resio. Uh, it is the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, Matt McCarthy, who is back with us. Matt, uh, welcome, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, guys. I am looking to Wally Pip, Josh Resio. Google Wally Pip, all of you <laughs> millennials. I don't. Yeah, I don't think Josh would know who it is, but he's going to know when it happens to him. Uh, and it's a it's a low bar you're going to have to clear for this, Matt. You you do well this episode. You, wow. I think you have the game. Wow. So. You just threw Josh under the bus. Okay, he, he, Colby, he, back me up. He's missed two episodes in a row now. I don't know if we can. You know, I don't know if we can. Uh, spotty. The man much. has been spotty. The man has been spotty, <laughs> and he's been posting on Instagram in his short little rugby shorts. Well, yeah, he's, he's out California. there playing. They have a whole different work ethic out in California, you know, like, oh, it's like European. And I know that I'm offending everybody and I don't care. <laughs> Only the West Coast. So that's fine. We will we'll lose our West Coast audience. Uh, but it, he, he's working hard on the battle for the mitten, I'm sure, as well, which we can talk about a little bit later. And we'll have some preview uh, podcasts of coming up on that. That's going to be a great event at the end of the month. Uh, but we have plenty to talk about here today, guys. So let's kind of keep the, the ball rolling here. I do want to start us off with, you know, some rugby that's outside of the college space. Technically, you could say it's at the international level and we're in the thick of things here with the Women's World Cup. Uh, so I'd love to get your guys reactions to the big win by the Eagles uh, coming back after that opening loss to Italy and beating Japan, getting a bonus point win over Japan to keep their playoff hopes alive uh, in the World Cup format. They won 30 to 17. Uh, Matt, we can start with you. Any takeaways from from this victory uh, by the Eagles over New Zealand? Well, I would say after watching the first half, there was a collective uh, exhaling and relief nationwide here in the United mm -hmm. States watching the second half where they took it to Japan. But I, I'm not going to brag. I'm not going to brag about the 12 points that I picked USA to win over Japan in the Super Brew rugby wrap-up uh, fantasy uh, predictor pool. I'm not going to do that. But, you know, don't yeah, you would 30, never do that. So that's that's a pretty that's twelve an excellent yeah, margin not, there, Matt. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not even gonna bring it up. But we, what yeah. Are, yeah, don't yeah. even yeah never like it never happened. Nobody go look. Nobody send Matt a thank you text or email about it. You're welcome, but you don't have to thank me. But, <laughs> but no, seriously, great second half. Maybe now they're finding their legs. They're finding their rhythm. They're get there. Maybe a little bit of continuity now. More more knowing of each other, uh, and and hopefully that carries forward. Yeah, I liked uh, the move. They had Alev Kelter move from full the fullback spot back into, you know, the, the back line at the inside center. And she had a good game with over 30 meters carried. Uh, I believe she scored a, a bunch of she had 12 points on the day. Uh, Janine Dedevo has had a good tournament so far. She had 80 meters in this game, carried meters uh, and a try as well. So she's been really a, a weapon for them offensively. Colby, what do you like from the win here from the Eagles? Yeah, it's a huge bounce back win, like you said, jo uh, Zach. I called you Josh. Jo what? After that was that Matt's thing, to... and you did it just because he's on the podcast now. Is that why it happened? You realize now you're gonna. I'm gonna do it now. Too. I'm traumatized. <laughs> I've been. I've officially been traumatized. <laughs> but what, coming you thought, off, what were your thoughts of the game? Yeah, coming off of that tough loss against Italy, uh, like I said last week, you don't get a lot of time in a competition like the World Cup 
to turn things around, you know, you kind of have to do it uh, in the very next game. And that's what they did. So led by their captain, Kate Zachary, and the likes of Catherine Johnson, uh, who actually gave us a scare with that yellow card early on. Um, they were able to come away with the W, and that's what we expected. Captain Kate with some serious leadership when it was needed. Agree. She always cleans things up for the U.S., seems to always be in the right spot at the right time, make the hard meters. Uh, Catherine Johnson was a huge addition to the the squad who did not play in that first game against Italy, uh, and, and I ended up leading the game in tackles with 14. Uh, which was a huge kind of, you know, that's 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 huge on, on the defensive side of things for the U.S. Guys, Matt, you you talked about your your Subaru, you know, excellence here going forward. What's your pick for now this critical game coming up against Canada, who have had the U.S.'s number this year so far, beating them every time they've played in those earlier two matches, but I don't believe the U.S. was at full strength during that. Not sure about the Canadian roster for that one. But Canada undefeated now. They beat Italy in this this round of pool play as well. So a really, really tough task for the U.S., Matt. What's, what's your prediction for that match? We don't have the luxury of lineups at this at this moment while we're talking about this, unfortunately. But if Team USA – it depends on which Team USA shows up. If it's the mm-hmm. team that shows up in the first half against Japan, they're going to be in big trouble early. Uh, if it's the team that showed up against Italy in the first half and didn't finish on, on key opportunities, it's going to be a long day. But if they play the way they played in the second half against Japan, and there's no reason to think that they won't, and take that momentum and take that confidence and take it forward, they might be able to knock off Canada. That would be amazing. That would that would be the best thing that it could happen for USA rugby for a long time. And that's a huge match coming up, Colby. What do you think? What are your thoughts on that? Are you with Matt on that? Yeah, I agree. I think rugby, all sports, it's a game of momentum. You know, I think if they can, especially in an atmosphere like the World Cup where you play games so often, you know, if they can carry that momentum from the second half into their next game, sky's the limit. I, I feel like in a structure like this, if a team gets hot, you know, it could be anybody's ball game. I think they did what they had to do in they beat beating Japan in the bonus point win. They took care of business there, which was a good promising sign. Uh, I I think this game is at like two forty five a.m. Eastern time, so I don't know if anyone's going to be up watching like the the most pivotal game of the year for for the United States Eagles in this one. But it's it definitely be worth it if you do. I think it's going to be a great game. I'm going to pick the Eagles as well, just because I really, really want the win. I think that'd be huge for the program uh, and and for you know rugby in the states going forward. And then that gives them a really great shot at making it into the the you know the the quarterfinals there in in the next round of the World Cup, and that would that would be big as well. So we will see. Uh, but with that, we'll turn it back to the college game, and you know a lot of huge matches on that front as well. We're starting to get towards that that playoff period of time at the college level. And we're starting to see some of the top teams separate themselves from the rest, guys. So I want to start with Rugby East in the NCR, which is kind of the cream of the crop at this point. Uh, again, excluding kind of the CRAA teams, you know, Cal's, Lindenwoods, uh, also Linden, yeah, the life. You know, we're not, we're not talking about St. Mary's. We're talking about the cream of the crop that play 15s in the fall. And we had some pretty big results on the weekend, guys. So give me your thoughts on on some of these, these score lines here. Uh, Army crushed Penn state 40 to 14 kind of solidified themselves. We're still number one. We're still the best in the country. Navy beat Notre Dame college, which was a tough test. They're always a really tough program, uh, but Navy still undefeated here. They won that game 36 to 21. Uh, and the St. The Bonnies St. Bonaventure beat Kutztown. I mean, they blew out Kutztown 32 to 15 uh, in that one. So 
kind of making a case for themselves as, you know, the returning champs in the NCR. Uh, so what do you think, who do you think is the best team right now in rugby East Colby? We can start with you after this weekend's slate of games. Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned army trying to make their case for the top team in the rugby East. I think it's Navy. I think they're the best team. I think they're the team to beat. You know, they kind of came onto the scene this year, trying to steal army shine a little bit from last season and they haven't slipped up yet. And, you know, I feel like the new kid on the block, they got that sort of vibe to them. You didn't really see them coming, but now they're here and you don't really know what to do with them because you haven't seen a lot of them. So, I mean, in their game against Notre Dame College, they faced adversity in that game. It was on the road, really tough place to play at NDC, a game that uh, they played NDC on their home turf a few years ago and had some trouble with. So they went in there, were down 6-3 early on and came away with a nice convincing 15-point victory over a good team. And, you know, uh, Army's went over Penn State. That's impressive, too. Penn State hasn't been playing their best ball this year, as we know. Um, but I, I really like what I see from Navy, and I think they're the best team in the rugby East. Hey, Matt, are you surprised by this this run by Navy this year, this undefeated stretch of of games here? I mean, they've always been kind of a, a, a top-tier program, a solid program, but really never this dominant in the college space. Well, the one thing that you learn about the academies is that they have that infrastructure that can help change things around in a hurry. And if they're, you know, blooding players early in their in their system and then giving them the chance and some of these guys, they're young, but they're still taking advantage of the op- the, the, the opportunity. Easy for me to say you can you can have this kind of success. And I think that's what's going on at Navy. Yeah, so I, I I think Navy Colby, I'm with you. I, I they're the they're the top team for me. I, I would love to see an Army Navy matchup. Although I guess Army is is really really good, and they just take care of business whenever they have to. So they have not given me any doubt. Uh, so I'm going to change that mid thought there, mid stream of consciousness. I think Army is still number one. Oh. I don't think Navy has the experience there to uh, to unseat them at this point. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. If you, is that crazy? I, Army is is they were the best uh, in, in, of all rugby. They beat all the CRAA teams as well. Uh, so nothing says to me that that Navy has the juice to to beat them this year uh, in the NCR. Well, you would you'd think they'd be, be the hungrier team, right? You know, like I said, our Army they won it last year. Uh, who knows? They might get a little fat and happy down the stretch. Navy still has something to prove. That's true. We'll see if that that plays a role in this. Uh, but definitely, these are these are the top teams. Colby, are you worried about Kutztown at all? I mean, a really close win over Southern Virginia that was a little closer than they probably wanted. Now here they they only put up 15 against St. Bonaventure. Uh, you know, they had a great sevens run at the end of the spring last year, or is this this spring? But are they, you know, are you worried about that program going forward? Yeah, I think you have to be. And, you know, you mentioned the their great performance in the sevens tournament. Uh, I think you're seeing a few teams with a little hangover from the summer. Uh, in the fall, you, you've seen Iona fall off a little bit this fall after making a deep run in the seventh tournament. And Not to say it game. has much hey, you to do game. with the fall, but <laughs> you want to we are, this weekend, and we are coming off a big homecoming victory against Clemson. So the girls are on the right track, but it's not what you would expect from Iona side after dropping two games already uh, in in the season, one of which was considered an upset in their loss to Fairfield. So I think you do have to worry a little bit if you're Cutstown, but they're led by a great head coach in Doc Jones, and I'm sure they'll make adjustments, but it's not going to get any easier for them. You know, they play in a really tough conference. They're going to have to deal with the likes of Army and Navy down the stretch and St. Bonaventure again. So it's not going to get any easier. Um, so I think you have to be 
concerned to an extent if you're cuts down. I mean, we will say Bonnies are are the number one, or they were. We'll talk about that now a little bit. They were the number one team in the NCR coaches poll. They are NCR champs, returning champs from last year. Uh, just one more scoreline to highlight there. Also in Rugby East, Queens University, Charlotte on the men's side uh, beat Southern Virginia 43-29. to They've had a quietly solid season. But do we think – so this year there, there was a, a change this week in the NCR coaches poll, and Brown – uh, university has leapfrogged uh, the bonnet, the bonnies at to the number one spot here. Brown having a, a amazing season so far undefeated to this point. Uh, and Matt, you actually were at a game, their game this week against Fordham, which they won pretty convincingly to, you know, keep making that case that they're, they're the best team right now in the fall. They are stacked and they're, they, they are talented at key positions, but they also have depth. So, and they've got a number eight that is a sophomore, uh, Antonio Estevez, that number eight, the Portuguese Magnifico. Uh, powerhouse for Brown. That uh, impressed me. And I did tell him he's just got to stop chirping. But they are a very good side, a lot of good internationals. I think they've got two South Africans at prop up front. Uh, they really took it to uh, a Fordham program that, quite frankly, is struggling with numbers. Uh, they're struggling with experience. Some of the guys that were starting against Brown have only been playing for four months. Wow! You know, and and that's the that's the that's the gap between some of these programs. But we have seen, and Brown has proven it. And if you look at Bonaventure, these teams can turn around in a hurry if the alumni gets behind them. And Brown's alumni is firmly behind this squad. You did mention that you talked to a few of the coaches and the players involved, uh, and we'll we'll break this game down in more detail in a special segment this week that we're going to do called the College Rugby Wrap Up Deep Dive, uh, where we kind of take a, a game that we all found interesting uh, and delve into the you know the, the storylines involved and some of the statistics and stuff that goes beyond the the scoreline. Um, so we'll talk about. Uh, yeah, how a, pr- a program like Brown can build with support from the university and its and its alumni donors. Uh, we'll talk about how at Fordham having, uh, you know, probably the most accomplished rugby player to coach in the college ranks, man. I, I, don't, I don't know if I'm speaking out of line with that, but Ben Foden taking over at Fordham is probably the the marquee rugby player, uh, you know, to coach in the college ranks in the U.S. to see how what kind of effect a star power like that has on a program. So that's all stuff that you guys want to check that show out. That'll be coming out this week as well uh, after the pod. So don't say anything more, anybody we will, we'll keep it all for that. Um, but I will say there is a huge game this weekend, uh, Brown V Dartmouth rematch uh, on Saturday, the 22nd. So everybody tune in for that. That should be a great game. Um, that's at Brown, by the way, at home brand home game at Brown. Is that so Friday night that, lights? No, no, not Friday. Unfortunately, uh, but that, that should be, that's a great game. Uh, have you ever been to the Dartmouth home field, Matt? Because Josh talks about that all the time. Like, what a crazy facility that is that Dartmouth has there and how important that is for a team to have just an amazing home facility like that. I'm not sure what Browns is like, but. Dartmouth's spectacular. I've been there. I had a couple, I had the pleasure of calling a couple of games up there with the great John Broker um, and just fabulous. Absolutely. Fan- have, you know, what's it? Is it uh, Hanover? Is that what? Yeah. Is, right. Yeah. 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 Great town. Um, plus you get to see Alexander, Alexander Magleby. Uh, so that's always a treat. The one and only. Yeah. That's a good crossover, uh, and MLR college stuff there. So 
but good guys. So we'll, we'll talk about that game. Like I said, in kind of more detail going forward. Uh, but let's talk about now we're on the, the topic of best teams, you know, top teams, which, uh, some may argue is kind of a fool's errand to try and figure out when you're mid college season, just because of all the differences in schedule and uh, you know, when teams play and when they, when they don't play and fifteens uh, and sevens, blah, blah, blah. But we do have for the first time this year, at least that I've seen the D one, a CRAA men's power rankings ha- have been released. Uh, so we can take a look at those uh, right now, guys. Uh, but before we get into that, um, Matt, I think you were you were involved with the creation of these rankings. Am I correct? Well, I'm I'm voting. I'm one of the I have the honor of being picked to vote on the rankings. I'm not I didn't create it. Uh, There was a number of us. I'm not sure how many that were asked to literally pick one through like 30. Matt, why are you doing that? (laughs) I was asked. Simple as that. They asked me, so I'm doing. <laughs> That's very magnanimous of you, Matt. I know you're a busy man, so I'm glad that you. Well, uh... you know, people always say, "Well, why are you doing? Why are you working with the whole? What? Because they ask." <laughs> That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. us, we're all available. <laughs> and then sometimes <laughs> you have to ask and pay, but sometimes you don't have to pay. No, just we do have to take, ask. Your, take your chances. <laughs> Shocking, That's what are you right? doing, like stunning. Yeah. But it's good that they did ask you, Matt, because you, like as you said, your your votes were pretty close to how things shook out here. So any, we'll say I'll run through the top five here are pretty are chalk. Army, uh, St. Mary's, Lindenwood at three, Cal at four, uh, and then Life at five. Any surprises to you guys out of that, Matt? Did that differ from how you voted? It's pretty, you know, Army was my automatic number one across. You know, you you brought up the fact that we have different brackets or different divisions or different organizations in the college game. We've, we've already talked about that a lot, but at least it's getting a little bit uh, smaller. Some of, some of the stuff is consolidated more, uh, but armies across the board proven that they are the, the team to beat. Uh, I I, th- I I think Davenport should move up a, a couple of notches. I'm not sure where Brown and Bonnie slot in just yet. So it really is, it's it's even more difficult when teams aren't playing yet, right? Because there's two different seasons in college rugby. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the, the whole idea of a power rankings is to highlight the teams that are on the up, I, I feel like, during a, a specific a point in time, I would say. So but I think more talk- love needs to be – yeah. But we're talking – are we talking an overall what we think, or are we talking – the CRAA D1A power rankings versus the NCR rankings in, in an are overall we, or are we combining? So I think th- this conversation is specifically about D1A uh, okay. and these programs, because we've talked about, you know, I know Alex Goff at the Goff rugby report puts out rankings uh, that are kind of his own formula and calculation. NCR has the coaches poll. Um, so, and again, all these teams are, are kind of separate. We talk about those rankings as well. So we, we can chat about where your teams like Brown and, and say Bonaventure slot in here, but I'm really, I'm really interested in kind of these 20, you know, top 20 teams, uh, that, I, that we've picked out because you're right. It is interesting that you can have an army at one and a St. Mary's who have not played at all at two, you know, how can you say that they're better than a Lindenwood, uh, who have played a few games that beat life already, um, 
or a Cal who hasn't played, you know, or a life who's a BYU at, at six and then Navy at seven who are undefeated and playing great rugby. You know what, why do they deserve to be at seven underneath these programs? Um, so I, I don't know. Yeah. Just it, it, it is tough to do this, but I think it's a useful exercise um, especially if you kind of synthesize all the data that you have. Um, and I'm, I don't know. I, I do agree with you. I think Davenport at 10 is a little tough uh, of a call there by the experts because they they played a lot of great games. They're playing in the fall and they have beat teams like Ohio State. They beat Indiana, who was probably the best team in the Big Ten right now. Uh, they've had a very excellent, excellent fall season so far. So maybe I would have moved them up a little bit from 10. Um, but I, I, talk to me about this, guys, Penn State down all the way down at 17 under Cal Poly and Texas A&M. Uh, I mean, is this somewhere you'd expect to see the Nittany Lions slotting in, in a D1A power ranking at all? I don't, I don't know that that's shocking to me to look at. Yeah, definitely. is shocking. It's not somewhere that you usually see them in the rankings. Um, Penn state led by uh, coach Hunley. It's just a great side year in and year out. And this is obviously they're going through a tough time. They have arguably the hardest schedule in all of college rugby. So they're going through a tough time and, you know, like I said before, I think what they're going through now is going to help them down the line. And I expect them to see, uh, you should probably see them move up a few notches in the rankings uh, by the time the year's over. And as for those overall rankings that, you know, you could try to say, or you could argue that if you picked army and Navy and see, see how they fared against teams in the NCR and D one a, then you can kind of maybe start, coming up with how so-and-so would do against them or, you know, that's because that's all we have to go on. Our teams are playing right. both divisions and how they might or might not stack up. Right. And we've seen that matchup uh, between army and St. Mary's last year. So I'm okay with the power rankings, uh, having them at one and two, because we've seen that matchup army came out on top. So we at least know uh, they have that edge. So I'm, I'm okay with these with these rankings. Yeah. Other than a couple quibbles at the, at the lower end of it. Uh, yeah. I think that the top top five are always going to be the top five. Uh, maybe Navy makes a case later on uh, to, to be included in that as well. Um, but I think we'd all love to see more games, you know, between these, these uh, premier programs, I think. Uh, so we'll see how that happens schedule wise going forward. Uh, but so those are those are the D1A men's power rankings. Talked about the NCR power rankings as well. Um, couple last notes here for me that I'm interested in. Uh, I will say Texas A&M, who is ranked 16th here in these rankings, just won their third straight Red River Sevens Conference Championship. Uh, so they play uh, their sevens in the fall again, as, as some schools do. Uh, so that's a pretty big accomplishment to win three in a row there in the Red River Sevens. I will say I, I was I'm reminded constantly by uh, uh, some people on Twitter, Travis, uh, Travis Norman, especially that I did call the Red River Conference the kiddie pool last year. Yeah. Uh, and I do I do apologize for that. Uh, but I you got to it, it's it is what it is. I think I was just being uh, maybe I don't apologize, but we're just being honest, you know. Uh, but that, again, guys, what do you think? That's a pretty good uh, accomplishment there by by the Aggies. The trifecta. Absolutely. Yeah, the trifecta. Three in a row. Three solid uh, wins there, sevens conference championships. Uh, so a college rugby wrap-up kudos there to the Aggies. And I want to talk about now, guys, too, that Friday Night Lights, it was such a cool thing. Uh, we'll say Thomas Moore did win that interview. Uh, sorry, they, they did win that game against Adrian on the Friday Night Lights this week. Uh, and that was a huge matchup in the Big Rivers. Um 
I love I love that concept. I love that NCR does this. I love that they're, you know, kind of creating a platform for college rugby to be viewed by people and having like a, a marquee island game, you know, like the NFL does with Monday night games or Thursday night games, just kind of giving people a reason to be to be hyped up about that. Um, Colby, what do you, what do you think about these Friday night lights games there for NCR? I'm glad that they're at least better than Thursday night football uh, in the NFL. I mean, (laughs) at least at the very least uh, we've got, we got a close game between Thomas Moore and Adrian, which was, let me say a really nice matchup, uh, that we were talking about last week. Um, really nice matchup to see. And so I think that it's great for the game, you know, Saturday is a rugby day, but why not play on Friday nights? I love Friday night games more than any other game when I was a player at Iona. I love playing on Friday nights. That's Matt, do you like these games? That's that's when Iona used to win consistently. (laughs) Exactly. Oh man. When I when I I was on the team. (laughs) You know, a lot of visiting teams don't want to go out at night in New Rochelle. So you have that distinct advantage right there for the gals. Oh, we never played at home on Friday nights. We'd go to Fordham, we'd go to Rutgers. You know, we'd go to Penn State. Rutgers on a Friday. There's not much to do in New Brunswick at night either on a Friday. Oh, there's there's some things you can do. We found some. We we found well, some it things is to do after the game. Yeah, it is college. You know, to save that for the next drink up pod that we do. Uh, but do you do you like the concept of, game, of Friday night games, Matt, at the college level? Yeah, I do, uh, and I think that's could be the answer for like a lot of these uh, folks that have the two different ideas or, or philosophies on on college rugby notre dame hickey doing it right what he's doing is he's piggybacking those big time college football games on saturday by having the games on friday night against the team that's playing notre dame and football on saturday <laughs> instead of running from it you embrace it and use it for saturday for friday nights i'm not talking anybody specifically but if jack clark you're listening out there <laughs> maybe how you doing coach Cal on a Friday night when their your football team's playing a powerhouse. That's all I'm saying. And you got UCLA joining uh, the uh, Big Ten, right, the football thing. So they'll have uh, they'll have some marquee college games as well uh, to to pair things with out there on the West Coast. Uh, Coached by uh, what's what's his name? Uh, Never a good thing to do when you're an expert on this <laughs> podcast. Like you, you, you're just throwing me under the bus, at just constantly quizzing me on the eight man's name. Harry, Harry, Harry Bennett. Let's just show how much shit we don't know. <laughs> Harry Bennett. I know him. Harry Bennett. I, I knew it. I just needed a second. Harry Bennett, another MLR uh, accomplished rugby player, uh, taking the reins at a program there as well over at UCLA. A la Ben Foden here in Fordham on the East Coast. Uh, former Rugby New York players as well, Matt. So the Rugby New York sure. seems to be distributing their their talent across the college landscape. They are indeed. Yeah. Are indeed. Because I know, uh, I, I believe, Colby, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, you've had some Iona players who went on to play at Rugby New York come back and help out with coaching as well. Sure. Yes. Yes, sir. Connor Buckley. Connor Buckley has started his, coach, his coaching career along with his young and John uh, Powers, upstart. yeah, right. and I think uh, as well. D- sure, isn't Dylan Fawcett involved? Was he with at Fordham with Ben Dylan Foden? Was was was, uh, so he, Dylan was up at Fordham for a while. He was also he was also at the school right around the corner from Iona, which <laughs> is. <laughs> and while Colby's doing that, also Pongo Pongo Hakma Haini. Is coaching the New York women's team. I know that's not 
uh, a college team, but I saw him on Saturday, New York Rugby Club Family Day, uh, the best club in the United States of America, the New York Rugby Club, also the oldest club. There's your plug. Wow, there you go. Coaching is important. I think we we have a, a dearth of quality coaching. You know, I think there are a lot of really good coaches and stuff were involved, but we need as many as we can get, I think, at all levels of the game uh, to start start turning things around at, at the top levels as well. So yeah, I, I'm glad I'm happy to see a lot of these people getting involved with, with programs like this and kind of teaching, instructing the the youth of American rugby on these things. So speaking of the youth, it was the butcher who actually had a hand in the development at Monroe college for the rugby program for a few years. There you go. There we have it. Colby saved himself and brought it, brought it home on a nice point there. Kudos Colby on that one. Kudos, Colby. kudos, <laughs> kudos, Colby. Uh, I do. Teacher. Before we have to mention as well that Josh isn't here today, but Michigan State got absolutely destroyed by Notre Dame on the weekend on the men's side. Would so. it be fair yeah. to say that they got Molly Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's fair. I don't know. What, to be fair, I don't know what that expression means. So it means you got you're gonna get a butt whooping. I'm gonna say it. this: every the sun don't shine on the same dog's mm-hmm. ass every day. I think Michigan State did not have a good performance, but I think they're going to bounce back. And I know that they're going to be ready for the battle of the mitten. No. And I know that they're going to be ready for the battle for the mitten. There we go. Against Michigan. You could bank on it. That's going to be a great game. I think, yeah, both teams have been kind of up and down through the season, but I'm sure – they're both going to be up for the the battle for the mitten uh, later on this month, the end of the month, October. So that's that should be a hell of a clash. And I wish we'll have Josh on next week to break it all down a little bit more as well. We'll get into that next week's episode, uh, some of the specifics on that. But that's going to be a great game. And a lot of us are going to be out there covering it. So follow along. We'll be out there. Colby, you'll be missed. I'm sorry you can't make the trip. I, I have uh, not enough funds in the old fund. Someone has to stay home and watch Liberty Conference games, Colby. And I know that's you're gonna you're gonna take care of it for us. Back home, I'm gonna hold it down. I'm gonna hold it down. And for the record, the sun shines on my dog's ass every single day (laughs) day and morning. Guys, it's time for us to look ahead here now and what games are coming up this weekend's slate. What do we like? What should people make an effort to tune into? uh, What games are important? for kind of the overall landscape of college teams. Uh, and I don't know if there's anyone for me, at least guys that is more impactful than that Brown versus Dartmouth match. Uh, as Matt was mentioning at, at Brown there on the 22nd, that should be a huge game. Yeah, Zach, I think you're right. That's going to be an awesome game. Um, a great test for Brown who have just been steamrolling through their schedule so far. So I, I, I agree. I think you're spot on with that analysis. I, and I'm going to piggyback that one real, real fast. Uh, Coach Dave Laflamme, who happens to be a vandal, you bet your sweet ass he's a vandal, <laughs> uh, has really done a great job, not taking away from Dartmouth, but this team is loaded, and they are playing at home at Brown. If they were playing in, in Hanover, maybe it might be different, but I think I think Brown wins this one by 10. Wow, okay. There you, Matt, you'll have to make a lock-it-up pick for us later on. That could be your lock-it-up since Josh isn't here. Uh, but we usually pick a, uh, a game that we – we lock it in. We say this team is definitely going to win. So you're going to see, you're saying Brown 10 points over Dartmouth there uh, at home on the 22nd. I am. I am indeed. 
Wow, big call. Big call. I will say also, I'm I'm I don't know if I'll pick this for my lock of the week, but I have to go Dartmouth because my man Jack Swords from Holy Cross is playing prop for Dartmouth this year. So I it's some home cooking there. That is, of course, Kevin Swords, the the uh second most famous Holy Cross crusader behind Zach Lanning, ladies and gentlemen. That behind probably Jack Swords now. So I maybe I get bumped to do I get I'm still maybe no, top three. you're number one. Kevin's number two behind you. Okay. And then Jack. Of course, these are slanted uh rankings. <laughs> I'm I'm very happy that you brought up Holy Cross because I actually ran into a buddy that knows you from Holy Cross. Uh he went there, played rugby, Stephen o- O'Laughlin, Zach. I don't know if that name rings a bell. Steve O'Laughlin does definitely ring a bell. Uh he was I uh, I, he was the president after me at Holy Cross. So he was one year below me at Holy Cross, uh, took over uh, from me as the president of the club when I went into my senior year and he was a junior. Uh, he was a Very force nice. out there, man. He was, we were glad to have him on our he's side. Huge. He's huge. He is. He's, he's a big he's, kid. So he's looking, I, I'm going to, I'm going to be his personal trainer. Very nice. All right. Well, it's a little late for him to start getting in shape now. Our, our careers at Holy Cross are over, but don't, don't uh, tell him that. Tell him I tell him I said that I hope I hope he's playing club somewhere. I hope he's uh, keeping the rugby going. But put a push him a little extra hard for me, Colby. Give him a couple ten push ups or whatever, or a pull up with weights around your ankles. We'll do. I, yeah. I definitely will. He missed today's session, so yeah, uh, that's definitely going to happen. You got to watch out. I remember that he skipped a few practices in his day, but keep it keep him uh, keep keep him close. All right. While we're talking about that, guys, I want to bring up a match that I'm just going to segue because you guys are going to keep talking. So I'm going to go with um, how about Michigan State playing Ohio State? Both teams needing a bounce back win. Right. That's an interesting match to watch. How good is Ohio State? Where do they rank overall? Where do they rank in D1A? You know, on the national. This is a big match for both of these these uh, organizations or colleges. Yeah, I agree, Matt. I, Ohio State coming off that loss to uh, to Davenport, but they are defending Big Ten champions. You know, they have a lot of pride on the line. Uh, they've also lost to Indiana this year in the Big Ten, uh, but this is a chance for you know, yeah, to to start making some improvements and and uh, face off against a, a quality Michigan State side that is looking to rack some wins together, looking to tie some wins together before they that aforementioned battle for the mitten. Uh, so that should be that should be a great game, a, a Big Ten clash there and as you mentioned i think that's also tied to the football game on saturday as well uh but that should be a great match colby what are you thinking about uh that michigan state versus ohio state yeah it's, it's giving me some real college football vibes it's getting me excited it's getting me pumped up i like it michigan state uh going with ohio state going with the buckeyes i don't want the spartans to win i don't like spartans <laughs> i don't like the spartan that we have on our show uh wow i think i think he's uh Whoa. I think he's he's a rotten Spartan. Oh, wow, going All with right. the buck. I'm going with the Bucks. So yeah, that should be a great uh, match there. Michigan State, Ohio State, couple others to keep an eye on. Penn State versus St. Bonaventure on the men's side on Saturday. Penn State may drop to one and five on the season, uh, coming off a couple straight losses to Army and Navy. St. Bonaventure, I think, is going to take that one. Uh, they are are still a very very solid side. Uh, Adrian versus Wheeling in a matchup uh, of Big Rivers. Some more Big Rivers play. Uh, Wheeling, of course, are some of our favorites, but Adrian's also a podcast favorite because uh, we had Coach Benny on uh, last year. So not sure who I like in that one, but it should be a a pretty good matchup nonetheless. I like Adrian in that one. We'll see. I don't know. I like Wheeling. Wheeling's got the, they got some great athletes. They got some moves. So 
and Adrian coming off that loss to Thomas Moore on, on Friday night. Uh, we'll see, but uh, keep an eye on Georgetown this year, guys. I like them a lot as well. Not a program that we talk about that often, uh, but they are, are hot this year. They have a, a, Mount, a game against Mount St. Mary's, which should be a good test for them. Uh, I think, you know, we'll see how that result is. We can talk about that maybe on the pod next week as well. Uh, and on the women's side, huge game, Michigan, number two ranked in the NCR uh, at Davenport, uh, who are their first year in Naira in the tier two, have had a very strong year. They're always, always a tough out. So that would be a real good test for a Michigan women's side that has been dominant so far, beating our our Iowa team, our favorite Iowa team a couple weeks ago. So that should be a good one. Uh, but who's let's get into our, our who's our favorite Iowa team. It's a podcast favorite, man. I'm sorry. Oh, I guess I won't, well, I won't loop you in on that. But well, you uh, just did, and I, you know, I don't have anything against Iowa, but I didn't say Iowa was my favorite team. What is your favorite team from Iowa? Oh my not until, Iowa. Un, until I get a hat, and then they're my favorite team. <laughs> we got to have Maggie Burns on again. Give us some merch. Get us some merch. Yeah, well, she's Northern Iowa, so there's Iowa is amazing at women's yeah. rugby, and I'm sure men's rugby as well, but specifically women's rugby because in the NCR, the four I think of the top five programs are from uh, Iowa. So you have Northern Iowa, Iowa, and Iowa State, and I think Southern Nazarene might be in Iowa as well, but I'm not sure. Uh, but so, I mean, that's a, like three, four, five, and six in the rankings are all Iowa schools. That's amazing to me. It's the, it's the Midwest, and, and Colby, baby. And Colby, what you just said is like the same as somebody confusing the St. Mary's Gales with the Iona's Gales. There you go. Right. So let's let's apologize, Colby. It, it, very it's, much. I apologize to Northern Iowa. I don't apologize to anyone. anyone. In the entire <laughs> state, please. Thank you. No. So we'll get into our picks now. Uh, now that we've established who everyone's favorite Iowa team is, uh, I moved to three and two last week on the season as Army was able to handle Penn State. Uh, I knew the Penn State wasn't going to be the team that would upset the uh, the Knights, the Black Knights in this one. Josh, because he did not submit a pick, the rules are that he gets an automatic L because I just was trying to catch up to him in the standings, and I have. I was just going to say again because he's done it consecutively. Again, that's well, two weeks in a row. This may be the second week in a row. We'll see if he accepts maybe Matt's pick as a uh, a substitute. But he dropped a three and two. Colby, you fell to two and three. You have the worst record out of all of us. Uh, you had Adrian beating, upsetting Thomas Moore on Friday night. What happened, man? What happened? Yo, Adrian. I <laughs> in, in light of. The fact that I'm running the Rocky Balboa half marathon in Philadelphia next month, I had to go with Adrian. Um, Adrian! I had to go with with Adrian. I think they're they're, going to bounce back this week. And um, let's be honest, like I'm not going to pick the favorites like you guys. Uh, I'm going to go with teams that might be underdogs that might pull off that I think based on my analysis and rugby knowledge and no, you know, no abouts. I think we'll pull off victories. I'm not just going to go with freaking St. Bonaventure over, I don't know. Right, Colby, ask- that's fine if you like picking underdogs as long as you don't like winning as well. That's totally fine also. I'm happy with that. Uh, but I will continue to my resurgence from 0-2 here. Uh, we talked about Holy Cross a lot on this episode. I'm actually Uh-oh. picking – this is the week I'm picking my Holy Cross Crusaders over Middlebury College. Uh, so we're gonna. I'm going to get outside of some of the – 
the other schools, kind of the you know the the top end schools that I've been picking for these games. I'm going to say Holy Cross beats Middlebury this week, uh, and I I'm staking my reputation and my three and two record uh, on that result. And the University at Buffalo will be victorious this weekend as well. There you go. Who are they playing? Doesn't matter. <laughs> so we'll take we'll give you the University at Buffalo man this week, and if uh, if Josh wants to keep that as his pick, he's welcome to do so. Uh, Colby, who's your lock of the week? Penn State. I'm taking Penn State over Bonnie's. Wow. Loser. <laughs> wow. Penn State over St. Bonaventure. That would be a huge, huge victory. I'm telling you what, they're going to win one of these games against one of the big teams. I think it's going to be against St. Bonaventure. It ain't going to be against Tui Osborne and Co. Not a chance. Yeah, I'm Two with chances. Matt on this, Colby. I'm not, I'm not seeing it, but who knows? Two chances. Slim and none, and Slim's on the golf course. <laughs> I yeah, that's we'll see. Colby, if you get that, then you you can have two wins for that. I think because uh, you do. I appreciate your upset picks, but La- laugh now, cry later. <laughs> Bonnie's by twelve, twelve did, double did, digit where, win. Where, where did these lines are first. getting? We're getting money lines with Matt on uh, the college rugby <laughs> wrap up. Everybody, make sure you check out the rugby odds when that season comes back. Matt, any announcements on that front? Teasers. I, I am not at liberty to t- tell you that we're going to start again in a week and a half. Ooh, heard it here first, folks. Tune in for that. Get the best betting records here. Last segment of the show, guys, before we close it out. Uh, this is one that Josh made up on the fly two episodes ago, and I love. And if I scroll, I'm scrolling through Twitter and I come across a like results graphic that has the proper score. This is the segment we haven't named it yet, really, but it's one team beats another team by a lot of points is the kind of working title of it. Uh, and so this week, the game we're highlighting, I think what I think we found the name of it for, I think we found the name of it today. I don't know if that's not oh, as marketable. Oh, you can't put that on shirts and stuff. It's a little long. Molly walked. Oh, Mo- okay. I was going to say, I thought what I was going to do, but I, we could do that. Oh, we'll workshop that. We'll have to put that in a focus group. We'll workshop it. Let's see if that comes out. Uh, but you the team we're highlighting this what? week, Run it up you the flagpole. See who salutes. Run it up the flagpole. See who salutes it. Uh, noodle it. Let it marinate. Circle back, and uh, we'll 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 talk about it. We're gonna do all those. We're gonna do all those things. Uh, but for the meantime, it's still unnamed. Uh, and you and I, men, who we're gonna highlight, beat University of Illinois Chicago this week, a hundred and forty-one to zero. Uh, guys, that is a very impressive scoreline. So a college rugby wrap up. Kudos to you and I, men's team for. The 141-point victory. Have either of you guys in your rugby careers ever been involved in a match, either up 141 or down 141, that had 141-point differential in it? No, sir. Not even close. I don't think we at Holy Cross with my year, my senior year, scored 141 points cumulatively. Um, I watched the All Blacks destroy Team USA in, in, in FedEx Field. But even that wasn't that bad. It was, it was close. It was 100, 100 points, points. But yeah, it wasn't uh, not as bad as 141 points. Uh, that was that felt personal to me. I don't know if there was some some animosity between you and I and University of Illinois Chicago, but uh, that was that felt personal. Uh, but that's it for us guys this week. Uh, Zach Lanning, Kobe Marshall, Matt. Thank you so much for joining us on the College Rugby Wrap Up podcast. Any parting words here that you have uh, now that you've been through the ringer here with the show? 
Uh, it's this is not easy, folks. These guys know their stuff. You can't you can't really hide. I try sometimes, but you got to do your homework when you come on the college rugby wrap up. And that reminds me, it's time for our Sheehy Auto Stores flop quiz. Wow! Yeah, guys. I'm going to give you the question. Don't answer, and I'll call on each one of you. Uh, Bill Clinton's middle name is <laughs> Zach. Uh. I only know Hillary's middle name, or not even her maiden name, not even her middle That's name. That's not the question, and you're running out of time. Uh, Bill. I'm going to help you. His first name is really William. Right. Uh, Henry. And Colby? Alexander. Judges? <laughs> no. Sorry, it's William Jefferson Clinton. Jefferson? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he was just the president of the United States, guys, the leader of the free world for eight years. You don't need to know his name. It's well, he wasn't one of the presidents that went that included their middle initial in their name. Like, I know all of those middle names, you know. He just went by Bill. I'm Bill Clinton. Yeah, <laughs> he, never, he never introduced himself as Will Jefferson. He was, he was my mother's favorite president. Wow. And by the way, Colby was just verifying that I was I was being correct. And that is your Sheehy Auto Stores college <laughs> pop quiz of the day. Always fun. We'll have to reincorporate those back into the show. I saw the theme music, Matt, that you said. I I, uh, I do miss those. Well, it's college and you get pop quizzes in college, right? That's very Not true. It's really. a good really. point. I like that. I like that. That is very true. Uh, well, yeah, thanks for tuning in, everybody. This episode, College Rugby Wrap-Up. Uh, part of the rugby wrap of network so graciously allowed to to exist uh thank you matt for for letting us do this all the time uh and we will have other segments as i said this week uh we'll have our deep dive coming out as well uh but keep an eye out we're gonna have content coming at you all over the place matt has stuff coming out all the time uh you know weekly episodes you're always you're a very busy man matt uh so anything you want to plug before we uh before we finally get out of here yeah, we'll have a big MLR weekly show talking about the future of the MLR 2023. We'll have some some stuff coming out um, as soon as the ink dries and I can get verification and vet stuff because that's what we do. We actually vet it and verify it before we record it. Like journalists. Yes. Blue, like blue checks. Got the blue checks. Yeah. Nobody more plugged in the MLR goings and comings than Matt McCarthy. So everybody uh, make sure you tune in for that episode as well. Uh, we will be back next week with more college rugby on the college wrap up. Colby, take us out, man. Take us out. Matt McCarthy is on the college show today. And he ain't afraid to make fun of me. <laughs> it's the college <laughs> rugby show. Hey, hey. Amazing. <laughs>